Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You have tuned in to the free-range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. It's a Monday morning here in central Mississippi. A cool Monday morning. Unfortunately, I saw where it's going to get up to around 80 or so today, mid-80s, which, you know, all things considered, as hot as it is around here, I'll take 80. Uh, yes, I will definitely take 80. Hey, real quick, you know, we don't talk a lot of sports on this show, but I want to give a shout-out to Brandon, Mississippi's very own Will Rogers and Jonathan Mingo. They are setting the SEC on fire uh, all season. For the last few years, they've been great. I, I hated to see Mingo go to Ole Miss, but <clears throat> sure I'm glad State got Will Rogers uh Let's see here. Will Rogers set the SEC career completions record in Saturday's game against Arkansas. And Jonathan Mingo set the Ole Miss school record for most receiving yards in a single game. Pretty big stuff, man. They've had some great receivers at Ole Miss. And um, suffice to say, the SEC has had some great quarterbacks. And we're only at game six of of Will's junior season, uh, assuming he stays healthy for the rest of this season and comes back next season. He could set records that could never be broken, that may never be broken. So uh, fun times to be a Mississippi football fan. Shout out to JSU. They went over there and embarrassed Alabama State, uh, so much so that the Alabama State coach threw a hissy fit after the uh, at the handshake slash hug and in the press conference. That was entertaining to watch. Deion Sanders said, if, if I ain't swack, who is swack? If I ain't swack, who is swack? I know. The second I heard that, that some uh, entrepreneurial individual uh, inside the JSU fan base will have that on a shirt, probably today by lunch. <laughs> He'll be able to find that shirt somewhere. But uh, all right, man, good morning. I want to jump into something here. I was out over the weekend, and I, I, I'm not going to say where this happened at because I don't want it to shine a negative light on this place. Because they had nothing to do with this. There's just a bunch of buffoons in line. They don't know how to act. But it got me to thinking bigger picture. So we're standing in line somewhere. We're a good, pretty long line. And all hell breaks loose five, six, ten people behind us. And we're outdoors. And I'm like, what in the world? And these black kids. Uh, raising cane, cussing, throwing up a storm, just acting a complete donkey. And I asked somebody, I said, well, are they about to fight? What's going on? They said, man, they, they, they said they heard somebody say the N-word. I was like, well, so we're, so that justifies these actions. Have, so my question of the day is, do, does the N-word being overheard by someone black give them the right to completely act a donkey in public and cuss and raise cane and make it awkward for everybody else instead of just ignoring it or pulling the person aside they heard say it and have words with them. I'm just curious. I mean, I feel, you know, I was talking to some folks yesterday. I feel like that, I feel like that we're working towards somebody using I heard the N-word as 
a, a criminal defense to try to get off of a, of, of a murder or violent crime. You know, it's self-defense. I was offended because I heard the, I felt threatened because I heard the N-word. And look, I'm all for throwing the word in a box, burying it, and never hearing it again. But I think that that should come from the side that's so offended by it, too. I I, I really do. I just, and, and one of the comments here on the Facebook said, if it's not being directed disrespectfully, then it doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, I agree. And, but my point is, and maybe it was said disrespectfully. I, I it, to, for full transparency, I did not hear what led up to it. All I heard was the commotion afterwards, and, and saw for that matter. But I'll say this: it was so dark in line where we were at, you couldn't see the person beside you or behind you. Uh, that is a issue they need to get situated out there if they're going to do this. It was so dark you couldn't see anybody. So who's to say it wasn't another black person that said it? I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying what if. But again, the bigger overarching question here is, does hearing that word automatically just allow for somebody black that hears it to throw an absolute crap show? It was embarrassing. It was There was a bunch of kids around. Every other word was MF for this, MF for that. Uh, blah blah. I mean, lots of cuss words, lots of stuff you wouldn't want kids hearing kids say. Now, I understand you don't, you know, if you're black, you obviously don't want to be called an N-word. I get it. I 100%. But does that give you the right to blow your lid? I don't think so. I, I really don't. I mean, I think you got to have some decorum. Because I can't think of a word... And I'm not going to play this what about isms. Okay, well, if somebody called me this, what, what would I do then? I'm just going to say, I can't. I don't think of a word that would make me that mad. Now, you could walk up and you could say something to my family or about my family and make it personal, and I, I'll absolutely show my butt. But there's just not some trigger word that makes me, that I think I would act like that. I can't think of one. And I've been called everything. Everything. <laughs> I mean, y'all have y'all have run the gamut talking about me the last couple of years. So, give us a call on the Mac Hike of Flowood phone line here after the first break. Give me till seven twenty to set this up. But I want to hear from you guys. Uh, write the phone number down. The Mac Hike of Flowood phone line is six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. The Guns and Gear text line it's already open seven six nine two four one nineteen forty. Four. We are broadcasting live this morning in the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's Realty Studio. We're also streaming worldwide. If you want to look at me in living color, why you'd want to do that, I have no clue. Maybe it's the beautiful American flag behind me. But we are on the Save Jackson Facebook page. That's at Save JXN. And uh, just like I like my two to four cohort, Mr. Jameson Haygood, I am going to start streaming a lot more on my Save Jackson Rumble channel. Uh, he's gonna not, he's not going to be on there. Of course, he's welcome to come on there anytime he wants. But I did. Uh, I finally set up Rumble where I can stream live on there for my nighttime show, my Jackson Uncensored show. So uh, if you're not following me on Rumble or YouTube or any of those other platforms, go ahead and do that. Just at Save JXN. I believe you can also type in the Clay Edwards Show and find that. Okay, so so the, I, to me that that's the subject of the day. 
And we're going to talk about some more stuff, but I, that one really, I want to dig deep into that, and I want to hear from my black listeners this morning. I don't care what your 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 your, your political leanings are, Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever. I want to hear from you. How do y'all feel about that? I mean, we know the word it, it, it can't be said by white folks under no situation. We 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 will agree on that. So let's let's get past that part of it. But what should the reaction, what is an allowed reaction from that in a public setting like that when there's other families and kids and stuff around? What should the reaction have been? Also, Jackson uh, Jackson hit its 100th homicide and nobody bats an eye. And I'm not telling you all this because I'm upset that I didn't get more Instagram likes. I'm telling you all this because I gauge interest in stuff by by. Facebook likes, shares, comments, stuff of that nature. The last two years in a row, when we hit a hundred homicides, I I made a Instagram or Facebook post for that matter. Said we just hit our one hundredth homicide, and it would get thousands of likes, comments, shares, all that stuff. Here we are, the third year in a row. We had never hit a hundred homicides in Jackson till twenty twenty. Then, of course, twenty twenty one, we broke the record. Again, with 100, it was, I think, 123 in 2020, 153 in 2021, something like that. I'm about to pull it up here. And I'm going to tell you all where we were. Let me hit this other thing here. I'm on WLBT's Jackson Homicide Tracker. And, yeah, unfortunately, they, they do have one of those. Let's see here. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, 2020 also, I want to click that because I want to give you all a timeline of, of when they happen. So it looks like the 100th this year happened, what, uh, either Friday or Saturday last year, we hit it on October. We hit the 100th on October 11th. We hit 101 and 10, I'm sorry. We hit 100. And 101 in 2020. I'm sorry. In 2020, we hit we hit 100 and 101 on October 11th. In 2021, which was uh, they were killing at a higher clip, we hit it all the way back on. My goodness, y'all were y'all were at a dangerous clip last year on September 2nd. We and I'm sorry, September fourth in 2021. So we're a full six weeks behind last year's clip on uh, the homicide rate. And last year, on the same day in history, today is what the ninth or tenth. Uh, today's the tenth. We were sitting at 114 homicides, so we're 14 off of last year's pace. Sitting at 100, and I, I again. I just bring this up because we're normalizing. People are getting numb to it. And I made a little TikTok, Instagram video about this over the weekend. We're getting numb to the amount of homicides around here and the loss of human life. We, sh- this should, we should never normalize triple-digit homicides. And there's still, what, two and a half months, almost three months left in the year. The rest of October, all of November, all of December. You know, and, and, it look, and a lot of times during the winter, 
crime sh- over the holidays and stuff, crime shoots up. People out there robbing and, and stuff, trying to get their little kids uh, Christmas presents by taking them from somebody else. They get shot. They're robbing cars. They're robbing people because they know they got stuff on them this time of year. They know they got cash. I mean, it just it creates a bad situation. So I, I still think we'll end up with another 25 to 30. I don't think we're going to break 2021's record this year. But it won't be from a lack of effort. All right, look, let's take our first break. We're going to come back. I'm going to open up the phone lines, the Mac Hike of Flowood phone lines, 601-879-0002. I want to know about your thoughts and opinions on on the N-word being used. You know, if it gets used, what should be the response from the offended party? This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. I think that sums up this morning's show pretty well, man. I'm always told we got to have those tough conversations. Well, that's what we're doing this morning on the Clay Edwards Show, live in the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's Realty Studio. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends out at Guns and Gear, located at 1716 Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. You can shop them online for the home of No Limit Ammo, by the way, at gunsandgearms.com. But hey, man, they're way more than just a gun and ammo store. You can go out there and get all your gunsmithing and seracoding needs taken care of as well. And they got them big, bad, ugly, scary AR-15s. They got them. They got them plenty more, too. The, the AR-15 ain't the scariest gun on the rack at, uh, at Guns and Gear. Go out there, shop them, in, shop them online, shop them in person. Say hello to Hunter and his team. Let them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, GunsandGearMS.com. And we thank them for sponsoring our Guns and Gear uh, text line. But, hey, we're going to get to some of those texts in a minute. But right now, we have got a caller on hold. we got a couple callers on hold here on the Mac Hike of Flowwood phone line. Hey, caller, you're on there. Good morning, Clay. This is Sylvia. Hey. How are you? Hey, Sylvia. I thought that was your number. Good morning. <laughs> Well, that's good. I just wanted to say, I can think of two times that I was at a job and I worked in a convenience store where the um, I had to ID the individual because they looked young because they wanted to buy some cigarettes, and they used the N-word by calling me that. Both times, I was with a um, another co-worker. Now, my co-worker... She's blonde hair, blue eyes, thin. She's, you know, the Barbie doll type person. She went off on the man. <laughs> totally lost it. Used some words that were a little bit health- heavy and told him to get out of the store. The second time that happened, I was in a convenience store, and I'm not quite sure why, but the gentleman was intoxicated. And he just, I don't know what happened because I don't recall doing anything. But my response usually when someone uses the N-word, my thought pattern is, you're an idiot. Now, I did say that to the man, who, the second man who said that to me. I just said, you know, you're an idiot. But it's also just a word these days. Since black young men and women use that term in their music and stuff, it's, it's, it's just the word now. Yeah. To have any type of response other than thinking, you're an idiot, you know, 
My name is Sylvia, not that. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. Thank you, Miss Sylvia. You have a great day. You too. Talk to you later. Yes, ma'am. Love you. Bye-bye. All right, we got another caller here on hold, but I want to read a text real quick on the Guns and Gear text line. It says, whether it's said disrespectfully or not, it's a word. If the response is one of ignorance, then you are letting people know, I have control of this person. I can get underneath their skin. And I said, I agreed. And I think that's the, you know, if you blow up and act mad and show your butt, that's the response they're waiting on. But hey, look, I got some texts from some other people at the event. These same very kids that claim to have heard that word and got all mad and tried to fight people threatened to shoot one of the people inside the venue. And then we're picking up the tiki torches trying to set trees on fire. So they were acting very, very well. They very well behaved. And now you see why the fair don't allow children in um, under 18 after 9 p.m. This is a great example of that. It appears some of the fair trash that uh, that was going to be unsupervised found their way out to this event. All right, let's go to another caller here on the Mac Hike of Flowood phone line. Hey, caller, you're on there. Hello? Yes, this is Lacey. Oh, hey, Lacey. I'm sorry. I didn't recognize. I didn't see your number That's pop okay. up. Yeah. I was calling to say that um, if a person believes that of themselves, then that's they react to it. You have to receive it in order to let it penetrate, you know, to, to offend Yeah, you. you know, that's a great point. You know you- that you're not something. Like, let's say if somebody walked in a room full of women and they said, where that at, be at, yeah. I would not respond to that because I know I'm not that. So whoever responds to it, that means they believe that of themselves. So that well, word doesn't offend me at all. Oh, I know. You know, it's like when when somebody says something that's true about you, you it, right. you you either love it if it's good or you hate it if it's bad, right? Right. Yeah, no, nothing right. makes nothing will make you more upset than hearing than somebody knowing the truth about you if it's something right. you don't want known. And uh, right. that that is a great point, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Even with my family, if somebody said something about my family, I mean, if if it's true, that's when people get angry when they feel in their hearts that it's true. I know it's not true, so why would I even worry about that? Somebody called my mother a thief, and I know my mom. That could never be true. I, mean, I laugh when people call me racist, bigot, homophobe, yeah. transphobe, all that stuff. Yeah. I just laugh because I know I'm not. Yep. That's a positive response, and that's what you do. Yep. Laugh at them because it's funny. Lols. LOLs. <laughs> all right, Lacey. All right, well, Great phone thank call you. this you morning. Day. Thank you. You too. Boy, back-to-back, Lacey and Sylvia. You know, that's why I will tell anybody, man, we got the best callers on the planet here at WYAB. And they don't call just my show. They call other ones, too, man. We we have got the most diverse, best listening audience on the planet. I hope Thomas is listening because I want Thomas's response to this. I want to know his opinion. Let's say, hey, here's Derek, man. Talk about best callers. Here's another one on the Matt Kike of Flowood phone line. Mr. Derek, good morning, brother. Hey, good morning, brother. Um, I came in on the tail end of the conversation, um, getting ready to go to, you know, my, my, my trip I was telling you about. Yes. Um, let me go ahead and put another perspective on this whole N-word usage or whatever. I'll never forget um, when I became of an age of understanding and, you know, started to blossom in knowledge, especially biblical knowledge. I know a, 
um, a so-called um, white right Christian wanted to call me that, I said, well, you do know that the disciples were called Nigra in the Bible, where you, where you erroneously say the word incorrectly as Nigra. I said, the disciples were called that in the Bible. Name me one time a, a honky cracker white person was called a disciple. Man, you should have saw his face drop. I said, it never mentions you one time, but it's called, it, it, it used the word Nigra, I mean, several times in the scriptures and wants to describe the disciples Simon and Barnabas. He right. couldn't say nothing. So the moral of the story is you take a person's ignorance and you reflect it back at them. Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. So did you know the disciples were referred to as, as Nigra, right? Well, I, some of it, yes. Yeah. But, but so, I'm not, I'm not steeping um, the words. So I don't want to sit here and pretend that I know everything. Well, it's quite all right. I'll send you the scripture later on when I, when I, when I, when I you know, get off the road. But when you, you know, it's just like my issue with Kirk Cameron when he first became a, um, a born-again Christian. He should have never tried to challenge atheists. He should have stayed because he was a babe in Christ. Because you wasn't going to beat them. You got to take their logic and reflect it back at them. You know, the same thing with, with words and, you know, hatred. You don't attack the person. You attack their logic. And when you reflect it back at them, it, it provides a whole new perspective. Now, I was able to shatter this guy's whole white right Christian worldview in just in, in about five minutes. But what he was able and what he was, um, you know, taught to be true. And I also said, since you want to, you know, and, and, you know, he was a devout believer of Nazism. I said, okay, you said blind and blue eyed, right? I said, well, how come in the, how come in the scriptures it's a curse to be pure, I mean, all white and blonde? I said, according to Leviticus, that's leprosy of the scalp. And man, dude, you should, he almost wanted to cry. <laughs> yeah, man, hey, look, man, sometimes you get them, brother. You know, it's just, I mean, look, I, I, I've read, I've read enough of the Bible, and I've watched, you know, I'm enough of a realist to know that those folks in the Bible ain't white. Yeah, but but you know, and I don't mean it to be disrespectful, but when it described a person with light, with light white hair, unsightly hair, and light skin, that the priest would declare a person basically as real pure, pale white and blonde is having leprosy. And when I showed him that, he he could not believe it. Yep. Yeah. All so, right, brother. So, so uh, let, let's jump back to to the main question real quick. It what what is the what should the response be if you're you're black, you have black kids, wife. If you overhear somebody saying that word, if you overhear some white kids in line or white people, period, saying that word, maybe they maybe they were weren't even talking at you. But let's either or for the sake of conversation, what is Derek's response? My, my response and my kids' response for people have said ignorant words is to flat-out ignore. Just like, you know, we was at a buffet one day, and this guy that was one of them, you know, I don't know what it is about the Pentecostal men. They, they, they can just be jerks. He made a comment to a nurse, he, I mean, to a waitress that, um, you think some people are just as messy like this as they are at home? Now, mind you, it was just me and my kids at the bar. Just ignore them. But one thing we learned is that, obviously, God is real because, he, 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 um, he, the, the Lord blessed me to have enough restraint and he blessed you not to get popped in the mouth. So, you know, yeah. you just ignore him. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the, that's the response I, I, I wish we could see more of. And look, it also takes a little bit of a, it takes a little bit of, of, of living under your belt too, to, to know how to act in public when you, to know how to contain your emotions, yeah. you know, in public. So, all right, yeah, Derek. Yeah, this man made this comment with me and my kids at the buffet. Now, mind you, we just got there. So, 
I just ignored him. But yeah. like I said, he, well, you know, good thing he went to church because the Lord blessed him not to get popped in the mouth, and he gave me enough to restrain not to pop him in the mouth. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate it, Derek. Have a blessed day, man. Hey, you too, brother. Uh-huh. And Derek always bringing that knowledge. Man, we had that was our back-to-back triple threat. Three of our best callers, Sylvia, Lacey, Derek, all in one segment. All right, man, this is the Clay Edwards Show. When we get back, we're going to continue this subject on. we got a ton of great text on the Guns and Gear text line I'm going to read. And, uh, I, you know, I just I got, I got more questions about this because I think this is a good opportunity to have a conversation about this stuff. And so both sides can understand how both sides feel. And we're going to ride this to the end of the show if we have to. I do want to talk about Jackson Trash also, uh, figuratively and literally. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. I tell you, I think we're doing that this morning here in the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's Realty Studio. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Mack Hike, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram of Flowood. Hey, look, everybody says they want to know a guy. Everybody wants to know a guy. You know, when they're getting ready to spend big money, like on a car, a house, stuff of that nature, well, we got you covered at Mack Hike Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Flowood. You know a guy over there, Corey McDonald, Abe Morris, Parker. Parker, I can't remember your last name off the top of my head here, but uh, Parker, that's your management team over there, and, uh, and Hunter, too, by the way. Great management team, great group of guys. Corey McDonald, uh, veteran, Marine veteran, you know, running that car dealership. Go see Corey. Let him know you heard it on the Clay Edwards show. They're going to take care of you. That Their staff over there, they do a great job with their social media stuff. You know, I love that. I've talked about it before. I love following innovative, fun people on social media that are using it to draw business, and they're doing a great job. And I think you'll be very happy. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, Go see them. Also, a low mileage, premium used car. They got them too. Great parts, great service, all of that. Mack Hike of Flowood. All right, let's jump back into this, man. We're talking about, if you're just tuning in, I was at an event over the weekend, and we were standing in line, and all hell breaks loose, a few people behind me, trying to figure out what's going on. It's so dark, you can't see anything. Trying to figure out what's going on. A bunch of black kids really, really acting out. And somebody said, well, they said that that somebody said the N-word. And it just got me to thinking, what is an acceptable response when that word is is spoken? When when somebody hears that word, whether it's directed to them or not, what is an acceptable response from somebody black? How should they react? You know, if if words are weapons, that's got to be the AR-15 of trigger words. And ironically, it rhymes with trigger. Um. So I'm just curious, what what is an acceptable response? I'm going to hit the guns and gear text line here. This is a, this is here's from this is Thomas. Thomas says, and I don't even know if it's on subject yet. I have not read it or not uh, yet. It says, why do white women that you see passing, walking past you in the stores, just smile at you real hard and and fake and never say hello or hi or hey or just a fake smile? Well, I mean, Thomas, they're flirting. You got to, they want you to holler at them. He said, why do white, he just said the same thing, sent, sent the same text twice. I mean, look, don't get no dating advice from me. It's, I have not been good at that. Uh, Reagan can, Reagan can says, I'm going to start earlier here. He's got a few texts he sent in. I'm going to read all of them here. He says, why I, while I abhor the word, I would rather be called that word a thousand times a day 
than have to than have the word police ban it. And the, uh, and he is a this is uh, Reagan can is a is a black listener of ours says anytime a black person of notoriety is called that word, they should take that opportunity to educate the rest of us and bring the okay maybe I'm black anyway take the education. Let me start over. I do apologize. When you're reading things in live time, it, it can kind of get a little uh, antsy at times. <laughs> it says, anytime a black person of notoriety is called that word, they should take that opportunity to educate the rest of us and bring the temperature down in the room. Violence as a response is not acceptable. Intelligence is. Takes more energy for the hater to hate than for me to be hated. Unless I respond in the way the hater expects me to act. If you're a Christian and a white man calls you that word, you should react the same way as when a black man calls you Uncle Tom. Remind yourself that a person is probably an unsaved sinner. And if you were not spiritually mature enough to engage with a soft tongue, which can turn away wrath and confuse and walk away and pray for the person. Remember, you are heading towards eternity with Christ. Unless the hater repents, then you know where they are going. That should bring you pity and peace if someone calls you that word. If I hear the word and they are not talking to me, you should just keep going. That is a that is a very level-headed good advice there. So I appreciate that from Reagankin. And uh, here he is. We've got Thomas on the Mac Hike of Flowood phone line. Good morning, Thomas. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, I, hey, real quick, real quick, I'm I'll, let, let's stay level-headed here and have a real conversation on this. I want to know, I really right. do want to know what you think. Yeah, yeah, see, because you, first of all, you tell me stay level-headed and have a good conversation. Well, the topic today is not even level-headed. Okay, because that is a emotional and feeling situation for black people be, to be called an N-word just as well as when you pass by white women in the store, they don't speak, they don't say hello, they don't say nothing, they just fake smile and keep it moving. Like, what are you trying to say? Because body language speaks louder than words. Okay? And, and for all the white women out there, please call in and tell me why do you guys do that? Because I want to know. They've been doing it for ever since I've been alive. I just want to know. I think it's flirting. If they just smile at no, you, no, they no, want you to say something. Hey, let's, let's be real. Let's not lie. Let's not play. Let's have a level-headed conversation. Why do white women, when you see them in the stores, they fake smile. They don't say hello. They don't say hey. This is fake smile. Like, you know, show all their teeth smiling at you. Like, what's the deal? You okay. know what I mean? What do you, well, think, it, what do you think it is? Hmm? What do you think it is? Well, I've been – I have traveled – places and i'm gonna say that's a mississippi racist thing like i don't know if they're nervous about black people or what you only get that from mississippi white women from our 82 county all act the same whenever you see them they just fake smile they don't say hello they play like you'll think that they deaf they can't talk and i have talked to several black women and they say sometimes they do that just because they don't want to talk to nobody but i feel like you're singing out black people white women when you do that in the stores when you fake smile don't say hello even if you even if the black person says hello you say hello and they just fake smile at you and keep walking like they cannot communicate the english language 
Okay. So, well, that, so that, that, if, 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 that's a, that's that's just a rebuttal to your question for today. You answer that question, then we'll be able to answer the question: Why? How are we supposed to react as black people when somebody calls us the N word? That's like the the weirdest question because you never know how people are gonna react. Black people, person, black person for black person for black person gonna react when somebody calls them a derogatory statement like that, word like that. Well, so we got to know what the response going to be. What, what, what you want us to do, Clay, just lay down and laugh and, and don't be docile. Because I think that what you're trying to point at is you want black people to act how you want them to act. And we'll never do that. We're going to act how we're going to act. We have black culture. OK, just like you white folks got Confederate heritage down there at the Capitol for April. We're going to do what we're going to do. OK. You can't control another racist behavior. But I just, I just want you to behave. I mean, we want you guys to behave, too. We want white women to start speaking instead of doing this fake smile, which is very silly. That's not good behavior as well. You know, in the South, that's just a courtesy. No, no, in Mississippi. You know, Mississippi already 25 years behind anyway. You know what I mean? Thank goodness. Yeah. You know, Mississippi behind on time. That's not a good thing. That's why know. you have all these problems that you talk about. Every day on your show is because of people like you created the problem instead of beating that drum, creating those problems. I have positive solutions only. You don't have no positive solutions, Clay. All you want to do is, is, is play these sarcastic racial games with people. The only thing you want to do is talk about black people in Jacksonville. Everybody knows that about you. Like you have no diversity skills at all. You don't talk about different things. Uh, no solutions or none of that. All you talk about is black people in Jackson. They're the news leaders. They they, they make uh-huh. news. I talk about people that make news. No, no, it's not about that. Trend, talk, trend talk setting. about the positive things that black people do for America, for the state of Mississippi and all that stuff. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you need us and that you love us and that you will really miss us if we went away. Okay, but you're not going away. Talk about that. I don't have. We don't don't have to cross that bridge. You're not going away. Real. Okay. Okay. I love y'all. White people. You guys got issues. You know. You guys got a lot of issues in Mississippi. Let's not ignore them. Let's let's talk about you guys' issues. Let's talk about same white people of Jackson and Mississippi. So what you're saying is if, if a black, you got if, a, issues, if Thomas you got hears the N-word, he's issues, going to donkey. You, have, you got fur instead of hair. You got a whole bunch of problems. Becky got good hair. You got a lot of incest. You got a lot of rape. You have that you in the black community too. And in the white family. You got a whole bunch of stuff going on in the white family. You got white women getting beat by their white hub every night, beat to sleep. Well, I mean, so you that, had marital problems, didn't you, Clay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll be the first. All right, to say then we won't know why your but, wife left you, man. Well, because I spend too much time working, paying the bills. Yeah, man, stop lying. Why did your wife leave you? I want to know. <laughs> My wife didn't leave me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I, why I, I, don't? It's just like it's neither here nor there with black folks. We want to know why your wife left you, sir. It's none of your business. Yeah, now tell. Your audience, why your wife left you? Because then we can have to talk about marriage and marriage problems in Mississippi. Because marriage is low in Mississippi and divorce is high. So why did your wife leave you, sir? I want to know. My wife didn't leave me. Thank you, Thomas. You know, I I really do try to avoid personal stuff. I mean, I, I will address it at some point. It ain't now. 
people have people grow apart. That's we'll just say that. Some people have different goals than others, and they grow apart. I have nothing negative to say about my uh, my to ex wife to be. I will not talk bad or sling mud publicly. So let's take one more call here. Hey caller, you got about thirty seconds for the break. Uh uh-uh, uh, Thomas, not cool. We we don't we don't do that with, with family issues and stuff like that. You know, and if you want to know the reason anything, I'll tell you why. It's because people are people. We're all capable of anything at any given moment. So no, let's not do that. Let's not go there. If you want to debate somebody, debate me. I'll, I'll take I'll take your challenge. Absolutely. Okay. Appreciate it, Derek. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All right, let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back to close out the first hour on one hundred three point nine WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. That's what we do here. This segment brought to you by Lakeland Glass and Tent, where quality matters. If you need your home, car, or business windows tinted, hit up Lakeland Glass and Tent. If you need your vehicle wrapped, Lakeland Glass and Tent. And of course, if you need a windshield, Lakeland Glass and Tent. You can book on, you can book online at LakelandGlassandTent.com or give them a call today, 601 946 1,000. All right, I think we got Lacey back on the Mac Hike of Flowwood phone line. Hey, Lacey. Oh, this would help if I... Well, I guess she hung up. All right, so, <clears throat> look, man, we're not going to talk about personal stuff on here. It's not fair to the person that's not here to do that. So that's not what we're going to do. We're going to give Thomas a little, uh, a little time to breathe there, but per usual, runs from the real question. And doesn't answer and just like, oh, let me throw dirt. That's when you know you gotten under somebody's skin. Because Thomas is one of them folks that would have been showing a donkey, threatening to shoot people, and trying to set trees on fire with tiki torches if he had heard somebody say a word he don't like. But meanwhile, it's okay to talk about white folks, talk about anybody else, deflect, deflect, deflect. We ain't going to deflect around here. You know, we talk about Jackson because that's where 90% of the nonsense is coming from. It just is. You know, when the uh, I'm trying to think of a murder in Rankin County recently, I guess the when the evil demonic woman killed her baby there in Pearl. We talked about that a lot, too. We talk about crime when there's crime to talk about in, in Rankin County. Trust me. And I make just as many people mad over there when I do it. So if you think I'm going to back down from it because it's in Rankin or Madison County, you got the wrong one. We'll talk about that, too. Hey, we talk about Madison County a lot. Canton. <laughs> we talk about Canton a lot. So, you know, it ain't just Jackson, but Jackson is the capital city, and it's where the crux of the chaos is. And we're going to bring it to light all the time. You know, you got a city like Jackson, and I'm going to hit this in the next break, but you got a city like Jackson where anytime the police try to do right, the people try to keep them from doing right. Damn lawsuit has led to a consent decree, and the city has agreed to it, to basically no longer do roadblocks. How do you fight crime when the people are fighting you when you try? Y'all, Jackson gets what, it's des- what it deserves. We'll be right back here on the Clay Edwards Show. Whole nother hour to go. All right, welcome back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is hour two of the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 WYAB. We're broadcasting live inside the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's Realty Studio. And this segment is going to be brought to you by, how about my friends over at 
Keith's Lock and Key. Hey, look, man, the family-owned and serving Central Mississippi since Ronald Reagan was president. With a combined experience of nearly 50 years, my buddy Brad Grammer took over for his dad, Keith. And, uh, man, they've kept it rolling. They're mobile, so they'll come to you for all your residential and commercial locksmithing needs. They don't do automobiles. Sorry to break the news to you. You're going to have to find somebody else for that. But if you're moving, you need to get your house rekeyed. You got a crazy ex that uh, won't stay out of your house. Give them a call. They'll get it rekeyed. And um, you'll be glad you did. Supporting local, supporting small business. That's what we do here on the Clay Edwards Show. I'm going to give you the phone number. Lock this in. They're statewide, too. So lock this number in. Nobody ever plans on needing a locksmith. <laughs> so you, you go and put it in your phone. Keith's Lock and Key. 601 278 1459. One more time. 601 278 1459. Keith's Lock and Key is here for all your commercial and residential locksmithing needs. All right. Let's jump into the, uh, by the way, the Mack Hike of Flowwood phone line is wide open. We had some calls during the break. Appreciate Lacey calling in. Um, 601-879-0002, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. April text in on the Guns and Gear text line. As a Christian married woman, when I'm in a store and I pass a gentleman of any color that is not my husband that encounters me, I will, I will kindly nod my head and smile back. I reply with a nod as, as a gesture to good day. It's very common. It's a very common meeting. I'm sorry. It's a very common greeting as in old times then men would tip their hats to ladies. They didn't do, they didn't have to speak. They just tipped their hats and passed. April from Canton. She also says it is a combination of responding out of respect when you pass somebody and respecting my husband along with not talking to strangers. Like, great point there. Uh, that was referring to Thomas's not understanding why white women will smile at him in stores but not start conversation. Because apparently not starting a conversation is, you guessed it, racism's. Ugh, the lowest common denominator of any conversation is racism. Let's see here. Um, says you won't get an honest engagement on this question, talking about our question of the day. The response should be to stop acting like one, as in the situation you describe, the use was obviously justified. They smile because they're trying to appear non-threatening and keep engagement to a minimum. So this is kind of a two-part response here. Keep engagement to a minimum because they're well aware of over-representation and violent crime and don't want to be assaulted, raped, or murdered. Oof. Political correctness is saying Democrat-run cities are full of crime while purposely never bringing up the demographic of those cities. I'm through not bringing up the demographics. You know, you spent the last three or four years talking about everything black. I, I mean, since George Floyd committed suicide there in Minnesota that day, we have had to hear about how everything is black. I can't log on to YouTube without having... Black creators uh, recommended to me. I can't log on to Netflix without having black movies showed in front of me. And I don't have a problem with any of this, but listen, hear me out here. Everything is black. Black lives matter. Black this, black on, black everything. So with that said, what, what you have to understand is, well, we're also going to acknowledge, along with the good stuff that black folks do, we're going to talk about the bad. 
and it's going to be black, period. And I, on the flip side, I've had to hear how all white men are racist, white people ain't did nothing, white people this, white people that. It's all bad. Well, we're going to talk about the good that white folks do. We're, we're going to acknowledge the bad. We're going to acknowledge the good on both sides. So that is what it is. Y'all set the rules. We're playing by them. Period. So we're not going to tiptoe around the racial aspect of these conversations. Doesn't make anybody a racist. Makes you a realist. You know, just like the black lady the other day in Jackson who beat her baby. They, the, the mainstream news outlets would not post a picture of her because she was black. Thankfully, Kingfish did. Found her Facebook. You know, even one of the reporters responded to my post where I called it out and said there wasn't a picture available. Yes, it was. You could have got it off of her Facebook if you really wanted it. All right. Here we are on the Mac Hike of Flowwood phone line. I think we got Miss Sylvia calling back, if I see the number correctly. Hey, you're on there. You're on there. Good morning again. This is Sylvia. Hey. I wanted to tell you something that I forgot. I texted to you, but I decided to go ahead and call. The N-word, when it's used by some people around me, they're not talking, they're not referring to um, an individual's particular race. It's a type of behavior that is labeled the N-word. And if the behavior changes, then someone calls you that, so what? And then I also wanted to say, in defense of white women, Thomas is just wrong. I pass by folks sometimes. I usually say, hi, hello, how are you doing? But not everybody wants to do that. And it doesn't make them a racist. And then my last point is, Thomas is an insurrectionist and loves bringing up points to stir people up. And I just, only thing I can think of to tell him is that, you know, Jesus loves you. Jesus died on the cross for you, and he raised, and he was risen from the day for you. And I really think you need to get your right life right with God, because you are out of line to ask play about his personal life. And black men beat their wives, too. And a lot of them are not able to handle what's done to them outside in the world, outside of home. They, they take gruff, not all of them, but there are folks who have. And then they come home and beat the stuffing out of their wives because they're angry at the world and not just, it's, um, not just uh, the wife, per se. And, Thomas, I pray for you, and I'm going to pray for you more. And that's all I really wanted to say. Thank you, sweetie. All right, great call there from Miss Sylvia. Um, Let's jump into, well, we'll read a few more texts here. You guys take the time to send them. I will read them. Let's see what. Uh, before we read more texts, uh, we will take another caller on the Mac Hike of Flowwood phone line. Hey, Edward. Hey. Richard Lee Davis, man. How are you? Hey, RLD. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm not too bad. Look, I'm sorry about that cheap shot he took at you back in life. Dude, that was terrible, man. Oh, it is what it is. I expect that from trash. But when somebody is avoiding the real question, man, they'll do anything. Yeah, you're right. They'll deflect. But I was going to speak on, like, Jennifer, my girlfriend, when she came out in public, she, I mean, she's sitting here with me. She was like, 
the reason we really don't speak a lot is because you don't know how much we get hit on. Oh, yeah. I mean, their, their inboxes are barraged constantly. Yeah. I mean, just every time they turn around, if you're a remotely attractive-looking woman, I mean, you, yeah. you're getting it from every direction. Every direction, so you kind of, kind of, you got to kind of keep, you know, your 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 wits about you. Yep. All right, brother. So, appreciate yeah, y'all. Hey, hey, happy belated uh, birthday! If I didn't tell you last time you called. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you, man. You take care, brother. All right, you too. All right, we got another call here on the Matt Hike of Flowood phone line. Hey, caller, you're on there. Yeah, I was just going to say hello. Hey, you're on there. Yeah, I was just saying that. Uh, Thomas, if he has the results of cheap shots <laughs> like that, then you shouldn't even pay it any attention, which I'm probably sure you did. Uh, but as far as the uh, the conversation for the first hour was, it's just like uh, I was in a store one time and a guy, an older gentleman, said the word colored. <laughs> I'm at, my ears perked up, but... but Hey, something uh something happened with our with our connection there, brother. I'm gonna have to let you go. Something happened to the connection there. I do apologize. Let's take another caller here. Hey, you're on there. Hello? You're on the air? Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? All right. All right, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. All right. We came in to talk about um, the black community. Okay. And I can I can do this because I'm an African American female that's living in the black community. I'm so sick and tired of this white, black, white, black, white, black. If you drive around the black community, which I do on a daily basis. Jackson is ran by black politicians. It's a shame before God the way the city of Jackson looks. The mayor has came into this city and literally put a curse on the city of Jackson. Oh, I firmly believe there's a demonic spirit cursed so over the city. Why would they want to talk about what you're talking about, what's going on in Jackson. I mean, you talking about what's going on in Jackson. You're a Caucasian. I'm talking about what's going on in Jackson. I'm a, I'm a black female. I mean, that's your right. I mean, you're supposed to talk about those things. Nobody else is talking about it. They robbing the hell out of Jackson. They set, they ringing, they, 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 they ring, running drug ringing. They doing every, they promoting gang affiliation. They doing just about everything it is. And when you speak out on those people, they have something against you. They send people by to shoot at your house, something that you didn't know. They have a person, a bandana, you call in. They have your name marked in the city of Jackson. So, if all your listeners, when you hear that, damn the city of Jackson and these niggas, fake niggas in Jackson, and I can say that because I'm a nigger. Good day and enjoy your day, sir. Thank you. You know, to her point about 
about talking about Jackson, I learned early on when the Save Jackson stuff started that they are more offended by you acknowledging what's going on. They're more offended by you reporting on it than they are what actually you're reporting on. The, the, the crime is not nearly as big of an issue as somebody acknowledging that there's a crime problem. You know, and, and I'll listen to uh, black radio hosts and podcasters, and I'll use Kim Wade as an example because he's here on the station. He's a friend of mine. You know, one of the things you'll get from folks is uh, when he discusses what's going on in the black communities is uh, black folks saying you can't t- you, you, you can't talk down on a, on a black guy. You know, especially like the mayor, for instance. If somebody, if another black man acknowledges that the mayor is doing a terrible job, the response they get nine times out of ten is you can't talk down on a brother, man. You can't. Too many white folks doing that. You can't talk down on a brother. And that's a problem. you got to be able to criticize people who are doing a bad job. That's a, one of the biggest problems going on in Jackson right now is the, the good God-fearing black folks, like that lady that just called, you know, if they, if they acknowledge what's going on, you got to hit out on you. It's like, no, you can't acknowledge what's going on. Look, we're going to have to take a break real quick. We ran over. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYE. Breaking rules when necessary. I think we've done that. <clears throat> I think we've done that today. <laughs> this segment is going to be brought to you by Complete Exteriors, Roofing and Gutters in Pearl. They want to help you determine who to use when you are seeking roof repair or work on your gutters. You need to choose a qualified, certified company that has a brick and mortar building and is locally owned. How about a company that's been in business for longer than two years and also offers a warranty? Complete Exteriors has a 4.9 Google review and has been in business for over 16 years. They're located right there in Pearl on Highway 80, right up there on top of the hill between Airport Road and, uh, and Crossgates there, right across from the old Big Ten. It's Rick's Pro Truck now. They're right there. Can't miss them. Stop by, check out the showroom, visit with them. Good folks. My friend, Miss Christy Kendall, works over there. She good. She's good people, along with the whole staff. Tell them I sent you. Complete Exteriors, quality Without compromise, when you need someone you can trust, contact Complete Exteriors, Roofing and Gutters at CompleteExteriorsMS.com. All right, man, we've got a caller that's been on hold on the Mack Hike of Flowwood phone line through the break there. Hey, caller, you're on there. Well, I guess they didn't survive the uh, the break. But uh, let's see, man. I got this queued up here. This is about Jackson's... Uh, the Richards Disposal decided to hold a press conference yesterday, and that is the company. The city decided to buckle, by the way. The city council buckled and voted to pay Richards Disposal the uh, the $4 million-plus. I mean, they did the work, even though they shouldn't have without a contract. They did the work, and uh, they are finally being paid after Jackson got bent over a barrel and forced to pay or not have garbage. I mean, it, if you listen to the show Friday, you know – we were about to have to have rollback dumpsters parked all over the place. I'm telling you, it would have been a great time to have been in the rollback dumpster business. So I'm sitting around the house yesterday, and I noticed that a I get that little breaking live live notification update from WLBT that the owner of Richard's Disposal was having a press conference. I was like, this is kind of weird, but I'll I'll peep in and see what's going on. You know, and. They had one. They had another local pastor. These pat local pastors in Jackson can't seem to stay out of city business. They just can't seem to do it. And that's one of the ones that run. It wasn't a picket. It was one of the other ones that runs with Ch- that inner circle of Chalkway. 
and uh, which Shockwave was a big part of this, just that's a big puzzle. He says, 85, Jackson is 85% black. It's only right that we got somebody black picking up our garbage, a black-owned company picking up our garbage. Man, this is what I'm talking about. If Mayor Pearl or Mayor Brandon or Madison or anywhere else said, we're a majority white city, it's only right that whoever's white, uh, the company that picks up our garbage is white-owned, heads would explode off the tops of their shoulders. That's my point. You know, there's, there's this double standard when it comes to all this stuff that just is mind-boggling to me. But I'm going to play this. This is from WLBT. Right, hold on. Let me cut the dang. I got wound up. Let me cut on the computer here. Or the, uh, the push the knob up. And surrounding the future of trash pickup in the capital city, and the answers to many of those questions vary depending on who you ask. Fox 40's Brendan Hall joins us to break it all down. Well, Courtney Ann, we should find out what trash collection in Jackson will look like for the short term in just a few days, but the long-term situation is still very much in the air. It's now been over six months since Richard's disposal has picked up trash in the capital city without payment. Still, the company's CEO says 70 of his employees live in the city of Jackson, and he has no regrets about bringing the firm over from New Orleans. I didn't have any then, I don't have any now. Nevertheless, the lack of payment led Richards to sue the city. And just days ago, the city council and the firm agreed to a settlement in that suit. We are glad that we got this temporary settlement, but it's not over with. And people need to understand that. This is just a, a lull in the storm. And it's going to be, litigation is going to be continuing, probably. As part of this settlement, the council agreed to pay Richards nearly $5 million for its work so far, and also agreed to keep the firm on at least until the Mississippi Supreme Court rules in a separate lawsuit regarding the mayor's veto powers. While the company is considering this most recent development of victory, Ward 3 Jackson City Councilman Kenneth Stokes says not so fast. That's because the council still has to vote on the settlement to make things official. A majority of the council might vote to pay them through claims. Kenneth Stokes is going to stay with no. I've been no in the beginning. I'm going to be no in the end. If the auditor decides he's going to make council members pay back, Kenneth Stokes ain't paying back a quarter because I'm voting no. Stokes maintains his stance that Richards doesn't deserve payment because its current contract was never approved by the council. All business people understand you got to have a contract. That's basic business 101. Stokes' comments today come after Council President Ashby Foote described Friday's settlement agreement as a victory for the citizens of Jackson. The council is expected to take this issue up on Tuesday. Brennan? I agree with Stokes. Stokes been making a lot of sense lately, y'all. I don't know if it's you know. Look, I hear Stokes is a really intelligent individual. Some of the stuff he plays on TV is playing playing up to stuff. Stokes been making a lot of sense. He's he makes more sense than just about anybody else on that city council to me because he just says it. He cuts through it, whether you like it or not. He's going to tell you what he thinks. I disagree with a whole whole lot of what Stokes says, but he's been right more than he's been wrong concerning anything to do with this mayor's antics. And uh, we stand with with Stokes. (laughs) But to my point about this Jackson stuff, he got a press conference with a guy that didn't have a garbage contract. But the mayor and the city council, or the mayor, 
screwed up with waste management. They're no longer no longer in it. You got somebody picking up garbage that isn't contracted to, and now we just got bent over a barrel and forced to pay them nearly five million dollars. It don't make sense. It doesn't. I mean, that's like, the, why do we keep finding new and creative ways to mess up things that weren't broken? And that's what this uh, that's what this administration does. They keep finding new and creative ways to say, all right, what have we not messed up yet? Uh, the, we got the water, check. That, that was like number one. They had to get that off. They messed the water up, check. Now the garbage. How can we get our hands in on some of that garbage money? You know, I don't think there's I don't think they're intentionally messing it up by design, but they're figuring out a way to make to make themselves rich off of it, and it's messing it up in the process. Let's take a call here on the Matt Hike of Flowwood phone line. Hey caller, you're on there. All right, so my question is, if the contract was up four or five months ago, why are we just now worried about paying somebody who did work for four or five months without a contract? Well, shouldn't we be kind of upset that they went six months without some sort of plan to pick up the trash yeah i mean yes they were they picked up this trash for six months without a contract and they was tied up in court they still ain't got the decision from the supreme court on if the mayor can veto the the city council's vote which of course he can't the mayor can't override the city council well i understand that what i'm saying is this happened six months ago means they had a year, I'm assuming it's a year's contract, come up to the six-month mark to go, oh, crap, we don't have anybody to pick up the trash. And then, like, this has, like, been a, a problem a long time ago. Well, and it's still not resolved. Well, initially, one of the one of the head set-asides, um, his name eludes me, um, had started a garbage company, and they tried to get, get all the business to him. And the mayor and all of them were involved in that, and that didn't work. They somehow got this Richard's disposal to come in, and I'm, I, look, it, it all just stinks to me. I don't want to make no accusations that aren't true, but it stinks, and, and, and well, not just the garbage. It's not just the garbage; it's everything. And for us to have a five million dollars six month plan to pick up garbage, why is there so much garbage all over Jackson? Huh, yeah, the, the million dollar question. They're running around dumping it. I, I, I believe that because there is stuff everywhere. I'm so sick of nobody having the self-worth and self-pride to just throw it away in the trash can. I see people all the time riding down the road, throwing stuff out the window. Just have a little bit of pride in yourself. This city will come back. You know, not to pat myself on the back, but to your point there, I was cleaning out the backseat of my truck yesterday. I pulled a, I drank a lot of bottled water and five-hour energies. <laughs> I pulled the garbage can over to my truck, and I bet you I filled it halfway up with bottled water because I don't throw it out going down the road. I throw it on my backseat. It looks trashy, but at least it's well, in my vehicle. Well, it's yours. Throw it away. Yep. Appreciate it, brother. Uh-huh. All right, let's take another call here on the Matt Clyke of Flowood phone line. Hey, caller, thanks for staying on hold. You're on there. Hey, Clay, it's Randy Teddy, man. I want to hit on a couple of points if you got a second. Yeah, real quick, great boiled peanuts. Thank you for bringing them by the other day. Oh, fantastic, man. Thank you. Um, I want to back up to when you said you, know, you can't criticize anything that happens in the city of Jackson. Well, people, you know, on Facebook and other things, people say, you don't live in Jackson, so why are you worried about it? But then turn around when the, when the city of Jackson needs help with the water, who do they call on the state, which is primarily people not in the city of Jackson. Yep. Um, so it's, you know, so we're not allowed to have an opinion on our capital city and where our tax dollars go. 
But the other thing, man, I hate to compare Jackson to this, and it's going to be a little far-fetched, but if you think about it, with with complete, complete chaos, no, organi- no organization within the city whatsoever, and crime is rampant, Jackson is as close to a – in Mexico they have what they call narco states. The lawlessness in Jackson in the administrative level and down – not all the citizens because there's a lot of great people in Jackson, but the crime that's allowed to go on – Jackson's almost in a narco state, if you know what I mean. No, man, that is a – you know, I've referred to it as a no-go zone in a war-torn country. And uh, you're right. It is It is a – narco state may be a better way to describe it than a no-go zone. It is. It is like a narco state. The, the people in charge of the city are only – are only concerned about how they can rape and pillage the city for everything they can get for themselves. And it's at the detriment of everybody. One other thing I'm going to say, and um, you're, you're right, Kenneth Oaks is a really intelligent individual. He really, really is. And actually, Shockway is too. But I, this begs the question. Kenneth Stokes has a law degree that he I don't think he's ever used. And when he first got on the council, that, that position paid about $25,000 a year, I think. Shockway was a practicing attorney. Tell me what good reason two, two people with law degrees, and I don't want to hear the civic the civic service crap. I just don't buy it. But why would two, two attorneys that have the potential to make really good living want to be in their positions? You don't have to answer it because we all know the answer. Agreed, brother. Thank you, Teddy. Ready, Teddy. Best peanuts in the game. Love them. All right, let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. We're broadcasting live in the Dustin Bailey Southern Magnolia's Realty Studio. Phone lines and text line have been lit up this morning on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto. Uh, look, man, if your check engine light is on, stop by A1 Gear and Auto. Let them diagnose it for you. Figure out a route to get it fixed. Man, they work on everything except diesel engines. But they really specialize in your rear end, front end, differentials, uh, transfer cases, stuff of that nature. Uh, I've said it a bunch. And, hey, I know they're very happy with the business we're sending them. So what I'm saying must be resonating. If you got, you know, it's getting into hunting season, you done put some, you got a new truck, you put some big rims and tires on it. You need to do two things. You need to upside, you need to upgrade your brakes. Those factory brakes are not meant to handle those 22, 23, 24 inch wheels with the big tires. And not just, uh, it's not just um, off-road tires either. Uh, it's say you got the low profiles on it. Your, your factory brakes are not meant to, to stop that. They will go out on you. But also your rear end differential, it ain't meant to pull those. You need to upgrade your rear end. And if you upgrade your rear end, if you got four-wheel drive, you got to upgrade your front end or you can't use your four-wheel drive. Start at A1 Gear and Auto right there in Florence. They'll take care of all of it. Check them out online. Just go to Facebook, search A1 Gear, or give them a call at 601-939-1060. They do AC work, radiators, the whole nine yards. Again, everything but work on diesel engines. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, let's let's uh let's change let's take the temperature in the room down just a little bit for a segment here anyway. Happy birthday to Ashley Babbitt, a true, a real American hero, uh, patriot Ashley Babbitt. 
hopefully they'll rename some of these Democrat schools after Ashley Babbitt. So these kids will learn, learn who a real American hero is. Uh, starting somewhere like Jackson. We need, in Jackson, Mississippi, we need to rename some schools after Kyle Rittenhouse and Ashley Babbitt. Just my opinion. But you know what will end up happening is they will name some after George Floyd if they hadn't already. And this is also your daily reminder. George Floyd killed himself that day. He was not, uh, he was not killed by the cops. He killed himself. So anyway, happy birthday to Ashley Babbitt. We, uh, we love you here at the Clay Edwards show. We, we would have stood with Ashley, you know, the same, the, the day of January 6th, I sat there at my office at work and I watched that all unfold. First time I ever ended up in Facebook jail, all I typed in the computer that day was let it burn or burn it all down or something like that. Didn't say what, who, when, where, none of that. Caught a three-day or one-week suspension. And I got home that night and I used a different login and I did a Facebook Live that night. And we talked about Ashley Babbitt. That was the lead of it. And I said it then and I'll say it now. They should be statues of Ashley Babbitt all throughout America. Tear down some of these Confederate statues if you want. Replace it with Ashley Babbitt. Replace it with the January 6 POWs. I tell you, I, I was talking with somebody yesterday. I went to a little cookout yesterday afternoon. Ironically, another boiled peanut cookout. <laughs> but I already had a freezer full, so I didn't take any. You know, we we were talking about if the next conservative president that comes in, the first thing they need to do, and this is from a very intelligent individual that I doesn't come across as, as far right or alt right or right wing, whatever uh, terms you want to use. And he said, man, the first thing they need to do is they need to pardon all of those cops tied in with that George Floyd nonsense, and they need to release all of the January 6th POWs. And my eyes lit up like a kid on Christmas. I was like, I've been saying it. I think the same thing. And they, they should. That should be day one. Cut the oil back on, get these pipelines figured out, and release the January 6th POWs and uh, let – let all those cops tied up in that George Floyd nonsense go. They have paid enough. Give them some money. Give them secret service for life. Protect these people. These are, these are good Americans that were doing their jobs. We got to make things right with the police in this country. What our government did to police over the last couple years since 2020 has been disgusting. We have got to let police know that we love them, we respect them, and we need them. You ain't got to agree with everything they do. Just like with anything, there's a bad apple in a bunch. But over overwhelmingly, the police do way more good than they do harm. If you don't like the way your, your community's being policed, maybe you live around a bunch of people that need policing. Uh, Sean Tindall said it best at the uh, at Stokes Town Hall meeting the other day. That's uh, the Commissioner of Public Safety. There's a large portion of folks in Jackson who ain't never really been policed. Really hadn't. And they're getting it now. And they think, it, oh, it's too aggressive. I'm going to rewind just a little bit here. I guess we ain't taking the temperature in the room down. I'm actually cranking it up a little bit here because I know this makes it uncomfortable for some folks. I'm sick and dang tired of hearing people in Jackson talk about we need police. We need, and we need 
help fighting crime, especially the older folks. You know, the, the, they're the ones that are really at risk of the being robbed and killed and all this stuff, vulnerable people. And then they're the very ones that are upset about the roadblocks and the Capitol Police doing their job. I mean, what kind of dang city is so is so messed up that they sue, that they allow, and the city agreed to this, the people in the city are rotten. I would love to know who funded this lawsuit on the roadblock deal. I want to know who put the money up. Because here's the people that sued. I want to make sure we say these people's names. This, is, this ain't hearsay. This is factual here. This is from the lawsuit over the roadblocks. Their names were LaQuinza Morgan, Lauren Rhodes, Archie Skiffer Jr., and Timothy Holcomb. Holcomb. They're the ones that sued the city of Jackson and police chief James E. Davis. And now there is a, and now they basically have just cut completely neutered, took all the bite out of roadblocks. I mean, do you people just want crime in your neighborhoods? Do you just, I, you know, they get mad at me when I say this. Jackson is a criminal safe haven. Uh, Mayor Jake Wyndham said it. Jackson is a criminal safe haven. And antics like this just prove it. You know, they get, y'all get mad at me when I say Jackson loves their criminals. They love them. You, you can't arrest our criminals. You can't chase our criminals back from Rankin County. Once they get to Jackson, you should leave it alone. Then you wonder why Jackson just had its third year of 100-plus homicides. It had never had 100 before. It's had 100 for the last three years. We'll probably, like I said, we'll probably end with around 125. So in the last three years, let's see here. Pull up my calculator and shout out to the teacher who said I would never walk around with a calculator in my pocket. Let's see. 123 plus 153 last year plus let's just go on and round it up. Well, let's just say through today, 100. It's 376 murders. Since January 1st, 2020, that we that we know of, that we know of, we're at least going to end up with another 24, 25. We will, without a doubt, have had 400 murders in in three years in Jackson by New Year's Eve. That is a whole extra year worth of murders at the hundred a clip. I mean, you know, buy, buy three, get one free. That's what we're doing here. We're buying three. We're getting another hundred for free. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then meanwhile, you got people out here suing the city over roadblocks. Oh, it's racist if you have a roadblock in a majority black city. Or in, they say you're targeting black folks if you have a roadblock in Jackson. Well, Jackson's a majority black city. If the JPD sets up a roadblock, of course it's going to be targeting black people no not targeting but of course you know it's going to be affecting black people disproportionately because they're overwhelmingly the amount of people in jackson that's math that's just how it works and i mean i know i've said this before but if you set one up in rankin county really good chance that the over it's going to negatively affect white folks more over, overwhelmingly affect white folks more the difference is the white folks who ain't messing around don't don't file lawsuits to protect the ones that did get caught riding dirty. It's make it make sense.
Y'all can't. But I know. I'm a racist for acknowledging these things and calling you out on your BS. I tell you, that's got to be my heel to die on. Shove a sword in me. I'm ready to die on it. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. Breaking rules. Yes, sir. Today was definitely a breaking rules day here on the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, look, Monday night football tonight. Don't feel like um, cooking? Check out Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's located right out there at Fan and Mart on the Res. They open today and daily at 4 p.m. Uh, you can get it delivered. You can go by and pick it up, whatever you want to do. Or you can, hey, you can just sit down in there and eat, get you a cold beer, watch the game on one of their big screen TVs. And look, uh, they don't have the sliders anymore. But hey, good news. They got full size burgers and sandwiches now. So pizza, deep fried pizza. Why go to the fair? Go try that deep fried pizza at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Uh, man, it sounds good. Tonight might finally just be the night that I break down and get the deep fried pizza. Go by see my buddy Chip. But again, open daily at four. Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's located right out there at Fan and Mart on the Res. All right, man. Uh, it was a look every now and then you're going to have shows like this. My buddy Josh Gilder used to say, you're going to have that on big jobs. <laughs> I, today is one of them days. You're going to have that on big jobs. And um, <clears throat> it was a good show. Got a lot of got a lot of new callers. Got a lot of calls. Uh, we had a very interesting call. I think that was the call of the day. You'll find that on the podcast here later. And uh, look, man, you know, Thomas likes to take stuff personal because that's what he does. When you know you're winning an argument, when somebody tries to hit you personally, and that's fine. I signed up for this. I know that there's going to be people that do stuff like that. I appreciate the kind words from folks. But, again, that's life in the big city. You sign up for it, you know what it comes with. And, uh, but I like to have enough respect for the other person that if they're not here to defend themselves, I'm not going to talk about them. Not like that. Not on a personal level. Um, Jackson's a dumpster fire, literally, figuratively, 100-plus homicides again. And, again, nobody bats an eye. But you let the police do some real police work. Boy, the community gets out in an uproar, don't they? Hold on now. We love our criminals. You can't just arrest people for having drugs and no driver's license and illegal guns. You can't do that. This is Jackson, Mississippi. Free to land, Jackson, Mississippi. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.